You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? Good day to you all. I'm Al Mega, your host of the Comic Crusaders podcast and CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. Welcome, one and all. Appreciate you having time today because today we're hanging out with an awesome, awesome animator. Yes, folks, an animator. That's right. This person has worked on Iron Giant, Prince of Egypt, The Simpsons, but he has a dope comic out right now. I mean, it's beautiful art. This is fire. We're going to learn all about Steamroller Man. And who am I talking about? It's creator, the one and only Matt Schofield. What's popping? Hey, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> how are you, Al? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for waking up uh, bright and early to talk to us today. I'll try to keep my energy low so that way I, I don't uh, <laughs> rattle your mind and give you a midday headache. <laughs> no, I think it's good. It'll wait. It'll help me wake up because I only just woke up like an hour ago. So. It's so great. there we, so we go, Matt. Thanks for coming on. And, and before we even continue, thank you, man. I've seen you worked on some of my favorite episodes of Simpsons, actually. So I was like, "Ooh, this is cool, man!" So good stuff awesome. on that. And Iron Giant, man, you you laid a hand on that, fantastic. And now you're laying your hands on an awesome comic book, Steamroller Man. But right. before we get into all that, I need to know what are the origins of your nerddom. Oh, uh, <laughs> I started reading comics uh, when I was probably five years old. Uh, I started seriously collecting comics when I went on a family vacation uh, when I was about 13 and I went to a little newsstand and found an issue of uh, West Coast Avengers okay. and Uncanny X-Men and uh, from there it was just I just kind of fell in love with comics and um, I've been reading them and collecting them ever since so Nice. Well, was it something you decided to pick up or who brought it or someone brought it home for you? Uh, it was my choice. Uh, the, the first comic that I, I ever owned was uh, The Man Called Nova from Marvel oh, Comics. Cool, I think that cool. was like issue 24. Uh, nice. My dad bought that for me, but I picked it out um, off the rack. And uh, so yeah. you were a Marvel man bright and early, weren't you? <laughs> yes, yes. But I also love DC. Um, you know, I love the DC stable of, of characters. Um, I think they've got one of the deepest kind of the deepest bench in comics. You know, it's so there's Agreed. so many characters in, in that history. So, yeah. What was your first DC like that you picked up? You're like, okay, uh, seems first interesting. DC thing that I can remember was um, there was, you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from Australia. And <laughs> in Australia at that time, there were. Um, collections published it wasn't like the direct um like the actual dc and marvel comics they would okay. they would repackage a bunch of comics into like a big thick kind of compendium collection okay. and there was a superman family collection that was it reprinted about 30 different stories from all through the history of of superman and it had superboy and supergirl and jimmy olsen stories and so that was the first DC thing that okay. I remember having. And I also loved the um, the Batman TV show was oh, in reruns when I was a kid. Yeah. So I would watch that every afternoon when I got home from school when I was really little. And I fell in love with that. Um, that show is actually a big influence on 
steamroller man and the the type of humor that I try and put in there. Yeah. Um, so, so, isn't that yeah. fast forward humor? Because I know my boy Dodgy from Australia as well shows me the Batman uh, thing that they did uh, in the fast forward program in Australia. Really funny. Oh, I don't know. I I don't. Rem- I did watch Fast Forward when I was a kid, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember that particular sketch. Yo, yo, you got to see it. They're making fun of the whole, uh, uh, you know, Adam West Batman stuff. Oh, oh okay. my god! I'll look it, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm he sure showed me on this. YouTube or somewhere. It is. It is. He showed me this weekend on the year now web I show, it, and I was having a blast. And it was. It's horrible, but it, it it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. That sounds interesting. Great. So let's talk about how you started your own journey into animation, man, because you've landed on, on some pretty cool quality projects. So, you know, where did that all yeah. come about? I mean, where did you study? How did you even get into it? Uh, well, I wanted to, you know, because of the comic thing, I wanted to become a comic artist when I was a kid. I, that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I had no idea back then growing up in Australia, like, how would I even become a comic book artist, you know, oh, okay. to work for Marvel and DC? That was my dream. Um, so my uh, there was an art college in my hometown that had an animation course. And so that was kind of the closest thing that I could find uh, when I got out of high school to do like a, a college course somewhat related to comics And so I I applied for that and I got in. And then during that course, that's when I learned more about animation. And I decided, oh, no, this is is actually pretty cool. I like making drawings move and being able to make a two-dimensional drawing um, create an emotional response in the viewer. I thought that was just magical, you know. Awesome. Um, So that's how I kind of fell in love with animation. And... um, I got into the animation industry. The time that I got out of college was just after Lion King came out. Okay. And so at that time, there was a huge boom in animation. Warner Brothers set up their own animation studio and Fox set up theirs. And there was Turner Animation, which that was the first place that I worked over here. So, um, so yeah, I kind of applied to all the studios over here and I just – being from Australia, I wasn't picky. I just took the first job offer that I got, which was um, the <laughs> in-betweener on um, the movie Cats Don't Dance, which okay. was um, made by Turner Feature Animation. And from there, I worked on um, Quest for Camelot and then Iron oh, Giant cool. and then Prince of Egypt. And then after Prince of Egypt, I decided that um, I wanted to try something different. And uh, so then I applied to get on to The Simpsons as a character layout artist, and I've been on The Simpsons ever since. So wow, wow, I've done a lot of a lot of stuff on The Simpsons. Uh, I think I've been on the show about twenty years now. So I've, oh wow, I've done you know been an animator on the show. I've done character designs. I've done animation timing. I've done storyboards was an assistant director and a director and and now I'm the supervising storyboard director on the show. Oh, wow. Congrats. Look at that rise and journey. Awesome, kiddo. That's great. And what's your favorite character when you first started to draw on The Simpsons? Uh, I really love drawing (laughs) Moe. His face is, it's, it's so pliable and he makes so many kind of ugly expressions that you can kind of really 
make it go, you know, really warped, but he still he he will still look uh, right, you know, on model. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's really fun to draw, and and he's such a sad sack kind of character, you know. So I I always enjoy the storylines that they do with Mo. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's really a dirty fun. he's a dirty dude. I mean, a- anytime he thinks. Homie's dead. I mean, he's trying to step in on Marge. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, you grind me, son. That's your boy's wife, widow, not even two seconds ago. You grind me. <laughs> That's part of, the, part of the funny funny part of his character. I right? love it. Yeah, I he's just it. a grimy dude. All right, so let's get let's get into the journey of comics. I mean, so, okay, you, you've been working on animation. Like you said, you've been like with the Simpsons family for 20 years. So when did the origins of Steamroller Man come about? When, when did that start tickling in your brain that you decided, let me put this on paper and let's see what happens? That was about 2016. Um, I have two kids, and when they were younger, um, we would, you know, we're – my wife and I are both comic book geeks, and so we. Your wife's a comic geek too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I actually found you. one. I hey, found hey. a girl who is in the comics. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so our family is very geeky, uh, nice. and uh, our kids kind of grew up with superheroes and comics and that all that stuff kind of all around them. And so we were having a conversation one night over the dinner table. Um, about uh, what would be cool superhero names. And my youngest son said, um, how about Steamroller Man? And that <laughs> immediately a, a, a vision of what the character looks like with the big steamroller head popped into my head. <laughs> and so I drew a really rough sketch on a napkin and I showed it to him and I said, yeah, yeah, it looked kind of like this. And he looked at it and he was like, no, not like that. I meant steamrollers for hands. Oh, and okay. so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that can be your version of Steamroller Man, and this will be my version of Steamroller Man with the steamroller head." And so that kind of sat in my brain. And then um, I took the kids to a local. Uh, our local library had a um, summer vacation. Um, how to make comics workshop. Oh, that's cool. So I took the kids to that. This was like a year later, and they actually provided pens and papers uh, to the kids to, you know, let them make comics. And so I was like, yeah, come on, guys, let's let's do this. And so I was doing it with them, and the idea was, yeah, just do like a short little story. And so I started drawing the first Steamroller Man story, which is on my website, it's the one where the cat's stuck in the tree. So that was the beginning of Steamroller Man because the the guy uh, running the class was like, yeah, it can be anything just to, you know, just come up with a story, just something simple. And so I still had Steamroller Man in the back of my mind and I thought, oh, I'm going to do that Steamroller Man character. And so that's where it, that's where it all started. And, yeah, I just started doing it as like a – kind of a cool down kind of exercise after I finished working each day um, just to sort of draw something for myself. Cause you know, animation, you, you spend eight to 10 hours a day drawing other people's characters. So I wanted to just do something for myself, you know? So something um, fun so with, let, with less people telling you what to do on it too. Right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> something it's, yours. It's all, my, it's all my own thing. I can do whatever mm. I want with it. So yeah, it's, I, I love that 
aspect of it. You know what? And I want to start sharing with people. You know, you sent me a few images. So I want to go ahead and, and share some of that goodness. Sure. Actually, did I pick the right one? No, I didn't. Hold on. Don't you love technology, folks? Hold on. Stop that one. Got to move over because I have it all set for us already. Right? So there we go. There we go. There goes the the OG right there himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boom. Steamroller man. The sinister sweetness of sugar daddy and gingerbread golem. Holy, what explain this universe? I mean, how how soon did it take you to create the universe in these names? The sinister sweetness. I love that. That sounds so seventies. It's supposed to. Uh, love I it. Really, you know, because that's you got it. I was I was a kid at the end of the seventies, so I was. This is sort of very uh, nostalgia fueled for me. Like the this is what comics looked like when I was first starting to get into comics and so this is the flavor that i want to give to steamroller man and so i kind of designed the um the covers to look like the old marvel comic style with the band across the top and the corner box um but uh yeah so i try and give it a little bit of that flourish um sugar daddy is like uh a kind of like if Willy Wonka was evil. Oh, damn. Love it. And um, the original idea came from, um, first it, it started with the gingerbread golem. Like I was, that was, a, again, another another um, conversation with my kids about mm-hmm. like, what if there was a, what if there was a character like the thing, but he was a cookie and we called him <laughs> Tough Cookie. And so... We then, I then started to think, oh, what if it was a, a golem, you know, because there's the the folklore, <laughs> uh, the 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 Hebrew folklore of building a golem out of clay mm-hmm. and and bringing them to life with a with a word of power, and so I just kind of based it on that kind of folklore. But what if it was gingerbread, and his word of power? Was one of those um, those uh, heart candies with the message on them. Oh, okay. Um, so he has a heart candy in his chest that says "Obey," and that's what Sugar Daddy put on his chest. Sugar Daddy is uh, a what I call a candy mancer, um, <laughs> which is the the art of uh, mag occult confectionery. So uh, it's all <laughs> sorts it. of, I mean, it's just all the stuff that I've read over the years is just mashing around in my brain and I just put it into Steamroller, man. So this, this is great. I really love the whole concept. Uh, it sounds funny. And look at the art, dude. Do, do you, hand, you handle all duties, art, lettering, art? You know, are, you, are you the one man team? I'm the one man team. I wow. do everything. Uh, it was a definite process of learning as I've gone along. I, I feel like, my art has definitely gotten better as I've as I've progressed. This is one of the earlier pages, um, but uh, this is supposed to be like one of those, you know, getting ready <laughs> montage kind of things. Bro, the style of his glasses is historical. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, goddamn. 
Look at him. Wow. I love the art style, bro. You are oh, smashing it, bro. Look at it. And Thank just you. even the detail with the rebar and all. You know what I mean? Very yeah, well. This is a fun one to do. I like CC. This is a poster. This looks great. Oh, you wow, have this cool. as a print? I don't. I don't are have you? anything as prints yet. Um, I am planning to print copies of the comic uh, coming up towards the end of this year. Okay. So I'm just at the moment, I'm going back and I'm on a little little hiatus from posting um, new pages on the website. And uh, so I'm using that time to kind of remaster a few of the earlier pages and, oh, and redraw okay. stuff that I think I can do a little bit better now. So uh, I love it. Let's roll. <laughs> I find that funny as fuck, but uh, him being the awesome. steamroller man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, there goes the heart that says obey. Okay. Yep. Yep. I got it. So is this goal unbreakable, even though he's made of gingerbread? Yeah, he's pretty tough. Okay. He's pretty tough. So he is a tough cookie. He is a tough <laughs> cookie. Exactly. I love that whole concept. Your kids are awesome. I, I can't <laughs> imagine you guys dinner table. It must be very fun. It is fun. It is fun. Hey, explain this cover. What's going on here? This is dope. So this is um, this is uh, the the lady in the upper right corner. Her name her name is Paige Wan, and she is a scientist, a biochemist, and uh, she works at a lab called EcoOpt Laboratories. Um, Sugar Daddy and Tough Cookie break into that lab because they need an algae sample for their nefarious master plan, which <laughs> is going to come to light in the next issue, which I'll be starting uh, in the next month or so. Um, so I don't want to spoil the details of what the actual plan is that Sugar Daddy has, but um, it gets uh, pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, so this is um, – there was a – in the – the EcoOpt laboratory, I kind of used as just a an all-purpose, you know, science lab. So it's got okay. all sorts of crazy research and stuff. And there was a um, dimensional vortex in the science lab that they were kind of holding open this gateway to another dimension with this this field uh, called and this device called the Simple Plot Device, which is okay. a pun on Simple Plot Device. Um, <laughs> And uh, so through the course of the story, Steamroller Man is a character who wants to do the right thing, but he ends up just bashing through. His his power is destroying things. And so he's kind of like a bull in a china shop, and he Mm. often ends up doing more harm than good. And so in that particular story that that cover is from, he smashes the device that's holding the dimensional gateway open and it starts sucking everything into the lab, uh, everything in from the lab, and the building eventually implodes. This page that you've got on screen now is when he's helping Paige escape um, from the lab before it implodes. Good uh, look on this. What, what, what tools are you using here? Uh, I use a soft... This is all done digitally. Okay. Um, I use a software called Clip Studio Paint. Mm-hmm. which um, the, they have two versions of that. And the, there's uh, Pro, which is the, the sort of more basic version, and EX, which is the full version. Um, EX has uh, the functionality to do like multiple 
comic pages. So you can basically create an entire issue of a comic in Clip Studio Paint and it'll keep track of like your pages and, and all that and how it's all laid out. Um, so yeah, I use Clip Studio Paint. It's a, it's a great um, software nice. for drawing in the, the inking tools, especially really feel like traditional ink uh, pens. So. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. It, it looks fantastic. I mean, just Thank little you. details. This is why I didn't need oh, to. Thanks. That's why I inquired. It, it looks really good. Thank really you. Really good. <laughs> Look at this old school. This is like a, definitely like a '70s scene. I've been watching too many '70s movies on Pluto TV recently. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, this 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 is what I'm watching again. I love it. I'm digging <laughs> it. I'm digging it. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Oh God. There's another. Uh, oh God. And I'm concerned. Fear not, citizens. Justice never sleeps. <laughs> and who is this? So, it, th- at this part of the story, um, another superhero arrives. Uh, this was kind of like my Batman analog kind of character, because you know, everybody seems to do like their version of Batman and Robin. So this okay. is my version. Uh, he's called Night Knight. And his sidekick is Sleep Tyke, so it's night night <laughs> sleep tyke. Um, and they're a father and son. Um, but basically they just run around the city in their pajamas. Um, night night wears it wears a pillow over his head and his cape is a blanket. Um, <laughs> and sleep tyke just wears like footy pajamas and one of those, you know, kids' towels that have yeah. the hood on them. Uh, so he wears one of those um and yeah they just they don't have any powers they're just like really into running around the city fighting crime um they're they're trying to stay delusional. healthy yeah. <laughs> trying to stay healthy and delusional exactly there you go. <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I love again the art it looks great dude Thanks. i mean you are you have a great hand so what, uh, are we going to get a collected edition of these bad boys or what? Yeah, eventually. What uh, My plan is to publish each chapter. I, I do it as a webcomic at the moment, but each chapter of the webcomic is formatted like a print comic. Okay. So I've always had the plan to put these into print. So at first I'm going to do individual issues, um, this current ste- uh, Steamroller versus Steamroller Man versus Sugar Daddy story is going to be four issues long, and then once I finish the four issues, I'm going to do a collected um, trade paperback. Nice. So, do, you, do you know what platform you're going to use in order to make that happen? I don't yet. I've thought about um, crowdfunding. Um, to be honest, it it's a little intimidating to me. <laughs> Right now, I haven't done all okay. the research that I need to do yet, but just from the initial kind of view of it, it seems like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. Um, but I think it seems like the the benefit of it is is you can build an audience through something like Kickstarter, which yes. would be awesome. Um, I the think other, so. The other option is to do um, just like a print-on-demand type thing um, okay. where, uh, like, there's a website called Indie Planet, um, thinking of maybe going going through that. So, yeah, I'm still kind of working out the, the details of which way to go. So Definitely. Well, listen, I'll be happy so long as we get it in print because I am a print man. So if me I could too. hold that book, uh, I'll be more than happy. Oh, yeah, you say too. you're a print man? Really? All right. So what's oh, yeah. the gem of your collection? <laughs> Okay. 
Uh, I have recently got into the oversized Marvel Treasury editions from the 70s, um, and I managed to get the um, Jack Kirby's adaptation of the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, uh, which I had always wanted, and I'd been looking for it. Every time I'd go to a comic convention, I would go to the – you know, the back issue comic dealers, and I'd say, mm. do you have this? And they'd say, oh, man, you just missed it. I sold one, like, you this morning. You just missed it. And it's Bastards, like, ah, right? come on. <laughs> uh, so I eventually just went through eBay. I found one on eBay, and uh, it's awesome. I, I, I love that oversized format, and I'm a huge, huge Jack Kirby fan. Um, so, yeah, that's probably one of the one of the gems of, of my collection. I actually have the first issue of that. Series, oh, you do? The Treasury, yeah, the Spider-Man one. Oh, yes. nice. I got that bad boy. Um, the one I really, really want are the two Conan ones because those are a little mm. tough. Those are a little tough to get, apparently. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I and like, like the- you, I'm a, I'm a con hunter. I, I could go to eBay, sure, but I don't like it the easy way. <laughs> no, it's that's one of the things I prefer doing at comic conventions is just thumbing through you know going right. through sifting through the boxes like oh, a nutcase and yeah, then you know no, I love people this is my space get out of here yep. wait a minute yeah because i, I hate those it. people as they're going through the box they wait a minute excuse me can you go back for a second i'm in this box wait, you wait a minute then i go back anyway like what did i miss <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> how dare you I love then, it. You do the, then you do the thing where it's like, oh, do you want to switch? Because the guy beside you is in oh, that yes, box yes. and you're in this box and you're like, oh, switch over. So We've done that. Places. I've, I've got one with my friend and that's kind of what we do. We, we go like that. And this is how we kind of navigate the whole right. area. We switch back and forth. But that was funny that when we used to go to a certain convention in the Northeast, there was an individual that I swear he kind of knew that we knew how to pick gems hmm. and he would follow us. <laughs> literally and my boy is like why is this guy always following us and no matter what table he's like look look he's right next to us i'm like oh wow we move That's again awesome. <laughs> again he's there i'm like this guy what is he doing he's trying to figure out what we're getting you dirty bastard right, Get away from right. he knew you were you guys had the the sort of you were like bloodhounds on the, yeah. on the oh, trail yeah. Listen, I was finding those early Valiant first appearances for fifty cents a dollar. I, I used, Ooh. I found many Kirby gems for a dollar. I mean, you wouldn't believe wow. that. You know, uh, maybe about ten years ago, before yeah. the Kirby got even crazier, yeah. I was at a convention and I got New Guys number one, Miracle Man, Mr. Miracle number one, uh, uh, Commandy, uh, Forever People number one, and I, it, it was the whole part of the fourth world. All the number yeah, ones. Yeah. You know how much I had paid this dude? Fifteen bucks. Really? <laughs> yep, and they were and very fine, very fine. Wow, wow. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. even find that stuff anymore. Like, no. I know what you're saying. Like, 10 years ago, there was a time when you could find all that in, 70s in a box. stuff. Yeah, in a just box. in the dollar boxes. It was awesome. Yeah. And Dude, now there's none of that in the dollar boxes. I bought a whole Sal Buscema Hulk run, each for 50 cents. Oh, oh nice. I mean, the dude, the, the dude at the at the convention said, "Oh, I know what you you know what you're getting there. That's value." I'm like, "I right. know, I know, right. I am." Yep. And again, but those days are over because I saw him again just maybe three years ago, and I was sifting through his boxes. I'm like, "Wow, it's not the same anymore." He goes, "Nope." Uh, no. <laughs> he goes, now, "Now we take out the gems." Yeah, it's it's weird how. 
the the kind of back issue market has totally changed now. It's it's interesting, but uh, yeah, I, I miss the days when you could still find those, you know, those gems oh, for God. for a dollar. I remember just passing by a box in New York, uh, the, the, not, the big Apple Comic Con. I walked by a box. I was with my boy, right? And, and I saw this guy had like uh, 70s books, bronze books. So I just pick up, I just randomly go like this, pick up a box as I'm walking by. Dude, it's the first appearance of Power Girl for $5. <laughs> nice. I'm like, here you go. And my boy's like, no effing way. <laughs> like, yes, way. <laughs> you know, again, and I made pretty good money after the fact because, again, Comics, I also sell them. Oh, cool. So, you know, I, I go back and forth. It's, it, it's great. I just keep my Conans and my Spawns, those are the, my, and my White Tigers and my Deathlock and my Death Heads. Oh, yeah, I love Deathlock. That's yeah, what I, I love. Like, Marvel Comics from the 70s had so much crazy stuff going on. You know, like they had yeah. the Ghost Rider and, and Son of Satan kind of oh, yes. horror-influenced yeah. stuff. <laughs> But the then, tomb of Dracula. Yeah, but then they had Master of Kung Fu and and you know Yeah. Um, then the magazine, the, the Deadly right. Hands of Kung Fu, yes. yeah, the Savage Swords. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. It was a great time, I think, in comics. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I agree. How about you make Steamroller Man as a magazine or a treasury when it comes out? That's a mm. cool idea. I haven't thought of that, but mm. yeah, that's a cool idea. I would buy a Steamroller Man Treasury Edition. Hell yes, huh? That would like be you, fun. Like if you would do it on a crowdfunding, that could be one of the perks. Like if you put X month, we do, you know, maybe just 10 of them. Super limited. That's a cool idea. Yeah, I'll, dude. I'll think about that. I had not, i got to be <laughs> honest with you, that hadn't even crossed my mind. But that's a really cool idea. I figure use what you love, right? So if you love yeah. treasury, hey, maybe introduce right. Steamroller as a treasury. That would be dope. I don't think no one's done anything like that. That, that would be fire. Be cool. I yeah. love it. Okay, so one last thing is um, if there's anything you could do with Steamroller Man outside of a kind, would you love to bring it maybe to animation or live action if the possibility ever came? Yeah, I'd love to do it as an animated show. I think, you know, that could really be fun. Um, I think it's it's interesting. I kind of designed the character, you know, his his head is on a cylinder, but I draw his face sort of like it's it's flat, like not on a cylinder. So it's a visual cheat, which I think might be difficult to uh. translate to a an actual live action thing. But if it's hand-drawn animation, you can still get that visual cheat and it can look a lot like he does in the comics. So yeah, I, I, I would really love if it eventually ended up as an animated show. That'd be really fun. Especially with the style in which you draw, though, because that also brings me back to those Ren and Stimpy days when they would show those specifically close-up scenes. Right. I love that style right. of art. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yours kind of reminds me of that. So if you can oh, keep it cool. in that format, it's like, yeah, fire. bro, you got something special here. And folks, you guys don't believe me? Check it out. You know, if you have all the social links, go to his link tree. Just look up Steamroller Man on Linktree. Or visit the website. Make it easy for yourself. Steamrollerman.com. I mean, fun. it's great, it, it's, and it's also like a family project, which is fire. I, I love that you involve your kids in this, so a kudos to the, to the Schofield kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, killing it with those ideas. I love the, the whole idea of the tough cookie. 
Thank you. you know? It's some <laughs> small you. ideas, yeah. but they, they're cute, but they're, they're like, cool. Like, okay, you know what? Makes sense. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right. For, so is there any other places we should visit other than just steamrollerman.com or just your link tree? If you go to my link tree, that has my Twitter and my Instagram and the Steamroller Man Facebook page. So you can find it all all at the link tree. Come on, and folks. Yes, yeah, steamrollerman.com. Yeah, push them yeah, to do the crowdfunding or something. Yeah, yeah, we got to bring this to life. I want print copies. I want posters. I want that iconic poster him there. I want that as a poster. It was fire. Cool. Come Thank on, man. Yeah, bro. Let, let's build this. Steamroller Man all the way. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, folks, thanks for tuning in and hanging out. Uh, Matt and I, the amazing Matt Schofield. Uh, can't wait to see what else you do with Steamroller Man and, and the future of it. Definitely would love to see a cartoon, but I definitely want an imprint in my hands. As a treasury, all right? (laughs) I'll do my best, Al. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, stay tuned for the print edition of Steve. That's right, folks. Stay tuned. The outro tells you what to do with the exception of. Please make sure to visit our comic book shop, comiccrusaders.shop, and our swag store, comiccrusaders.us. And, of course, follow everything Steamroller Man on the socials, folks, and stay tuned for the rest. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 